Hi, and welcome to Ask Wardy. I'm Wardy, a wife and mom of three, lead teacher, blogger, and founder of traditionalcookingschool.com. I'm also the author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Fermenting Foods. Ask Wardy is the weekly show devoted to answering your niggling questions about traditional cooking. Maybe it's your sourdough starter, your sauerkraut, preserving foods, broth, superfoods, or anything else to do with traditional cooking. You can catch Ask Wardy live each Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, that's 1 p.m. Eastern, or through the podcast and video replays at askwardy.tv. And now, let's get to today's show. Talking about white rice today. What am I going to do with this? Well, a clue is the mock mill. Well, welcome everyone to Ask Wardy. This is the weekly show where I answer your questions about traditional cooking. And we're continuing with a series on the mock mill. Today I'm going to show you how to clean it very simply, very easily using white rice. If you're live on Facebook, hi everyone. Peggy is there answering questions. And why don't you just in the comments share your first name. Uh, where you're from and what you're sipping on. On Instagram, share the same thing so I can go back and look at it. The transcript is ready for you, askwardy.tv. Look for episode 119. So all the steps, simple and easy, that I'm going to go through today are there waiting for you now or later. So here's the question today. came from Jeanette V. She said, I just ground pepper in my mock mill, which I just did the other day too, and I want to grind einkorn now. The trouble is the mill is still spitting out bits of pepper which I do not want in my flour. How do you clean your mock mill between different flours, spices? Also, how can I be sure it's really clean if I can't see inside? Well, it's a great question, Jeanette, and it's very simple and easy to clean your mock mill. Let me just point out though, that your question has brought up the absolutely fantastic versatility of the mock mill that we can grind pepper and we can grind our flour for baking. That's really exciting. And then to be able to clean it so simply and easily, like I'm gonna show you today, is so great. So here's the thing. Like Jeanette, if you're switching from grinding spices, like you know I do pepper, fennel, non-oily spices, and then I wanna grind flour for baking, but then I don't necessarily want that fragrance in my flour. Now sometimes it works, but sometimes it doesn't work. So cheap white rice through your mill. And by cheap, I do mean cheap. This is not organic or anything because Normally I discard it, but if that doesn't suit you, then you can use your good white rice or your good brown rice, and then you can actually cook it when it's done because you can make a delicious porridge or cracked grain uh, mixture that's fragranced with whatever spice got in it like pepper. Here is the process for it. Um, if you're all familiar with the mock mill, if you have one, you know there's a setting lever on the side. The, Front number is one, the back number is 10. This means fine to coarse. So we're actually gonna clean by putting it on 10. And I have a bowl here to catch. Put that to the side for the moment. So I have a bowl here to catch, and here's a bowl of about, so a little over a half cup of white rice. And that's how much you do, is a half to one cup for cleaning, okay? And it's really important to turn the mill on first before you put your grain in. So that's what I'm gonna do, and then I'm gonna push the grain through on the coarse setting. And because it's, it's not super loud, but because you might not be able to hear me, I'm gonna put it in, and then I'm gonna move the setting lever to fine and back to coarse a couple times while it's going. That just helps clean the stones and clean that pepper out of there. So turn on. Oops, <laughs> I didn't plug it in. I told myself that I was in the kitchen when I thought that, and then I got here, and I forgot. <laughs> Isn't that how it goes? Okay, 
turn the mill on. see a little bit of black and it it does smell peppery but essentially this is all I have to do every time to clean the mill and as I said discard this or compost it but if you use good rice you could actually cook this into a porridge I'm gonna move on because sometimes um, you may have trickier issues and one of those tricky issues is if your stones become glazed so the mock mill has two stones inside which I will show you in a bit and they can become glazed. And what that means is they become coated with like a paste. And usually this happens if you grind something oily. Like if you went with coconut or chia seeds, you might end up um, glazing your stones and then that takes away the friction of them rubbing together and you just can't grind anymore. In fact, they'll either be stuck or they just won't grind. I do caution you against using oily things and you can refer to the manual because it's generally not recommended. But if you wanna take the risk, then you might end up with glazing. And so that's what I'm gonna show you how to take care of now. And rice does it nearly all the time, 99% of the time. But there might be something additional you have to do because the stones are glazed. Running rice through as we just did on course and moving it to fine and back and forth or just on course once, you know, you might run the whole amount through on course and then make it a little bit more fine and run it through again. And if your rice is still in pieces, you can run it through again. If it's flour, then you wanna get fresh. But if that's not gonna work and your stones aren't deglazing, then there's more you can do. So inside the mock mill, it's so exciting. There's those two stones. And on one, they're close together. On 10, they're a little bit farther apart. That's all that fine and coarse means. But even though the mock mill only goes from one to 10 that you can see, you can actually make it go to 20 or 30 in terms of coarseness. You can go more fine than one, so they're closer together. And the simple way to do it, you don't have to take it apart or anything, you can use this lever. I'm gonna show you how to do it because if your stones are glazed, you might have to start at 20 or 30, which is more space between your stones in order to get that rice running through to pull the glaze off the stones. And it's very simple to do this with the lever. And I have instructions for you and I'm looking at them right now. It's at askwardy.tv episode 119. It's nine steps, very, very simple. And don't be scared by the fact that there's nine. I just broke it down to very simple steps. So you put your setting lever at 10. You unscrew it just a bit, and that's what can move freely. You move it down to one. Then you tighten it, and now you move it up to 10. Now this 10 has become 20. So just that loosening, moving, and retightening means we've made the stones go a little bit further apart than they were. They were, if, you, if this was 10, now they're at 20. So you repeat the same thing to create a 30. You unscrew a little bit, move down to one, tighten, and move up to 10. And now we've created 30. So we went from 10 to 20 to 30. Does that make sense? And so now we've got very coarse. And so then what you're gonna do is you're gonna move more rice through. And my stones are not glazed but I'm gonna show you how it works because it's very simple. So I've got my lever at 10, which because we readjusted the setting here, it's actually 30, okay? So keep that in mind. And I'm just gonna put some through at 30 and I'm not gonna change the lever, I'm just gonna let it go all the way through because that's what you start with when you're deglazing. So turn it on. 
came through pretty much whole. You see that? This was from before, switching from 10 to 1, and this is 30. And it's cracked a tiny bit, but pretty much whole. And that really, really works to um, start deglazing your stones. And so once that's done, if you feel like your stones are moving, because they might be a little bit stuck, so they might not move as freely as mine did. So if you feel like you're making progress, then you want to run more rice through at about 20. And if I just move this down to one, that's one notch above 20. It's actually 21 based on our adjustment. So I would run this same rice through at 20. And if it's making progress, then you can undo how you've done the mock mill and move it down to its regular stage, um, regular scale of one to 10 and run rice through that way the way we started, moving between 10 and 1. And that's the process. Now, you have to um, pay attention to the, how the stones are behaving and how it's milling, because it might need more time at 30, it might need more time at 20, it might need you know, a lot of time between 1 and 10 to just get it clean, but that is the process of cleaning your mill and deglazing it. Super simple, right? Sometimes, and this was Jeanette's original question, she said, how do I know it's clean when I can't see inside? Well, the things you know from just operating it, is it milling? Do the grains seem, the, the stones seem glazed or anything? But even if it looks to be milling fine, you might, inside it might actually have residue building up in the milling chamber. That's not a problem, um, and running white rice through several times the way we've talked about will clean it, but maybe you wanna open it up inside. And that's very, very simple. In fact, if you have a mock mill and you've already operated it, then you've already done nearly everything I'm gonna show you now. Because when it came, it had these transport locking clips inside, and in order to take these out, you had to open it up. So I'm just going to um, show you how we do that, starting with unplugging the mill. It's unplugged. You unscrew the setting lever. It needs to come all the way out because the lid will get hung up. Lid won't come off if it's in. So take the setting lever out. Then on the back of the mill, there's two tabs right here. So you press them in and you lift this upper housing off. This is where the hopper is. I'm gonna turn it back around so you can see from the front. Okay, now this is the lid for the grinding chamber. And you unscrew it, okay? And when you first got your mill, these locking clips were actually um, in here. That's where you got them out, okay? But now I'm gonna show you the stones because it's just one more level to remove. So it's just this. <laughs> Here's your top stone. The bottom stone is in there and they just fit like discs together. Oh yeah, be careful, there's two springs. There's a spring here and a spring here and they fit into these notches right here. So occasionally when I lift this up, a spring will come. So just be aware of that. You actually want them to just stay in with the the, the main housing of the mill. So now opening it up, I can see that I do have flour residue here. I actually don't see any pepper anymore, so that means the white rice cleaned the pepper out. But there's all this, you know, just flour dust in here. And you can clean it manually, um, but you want to use soft objects. So brushes, chopsticks, um, popsicle sticks, so like wood and brushes. Don't use anything metal that can cut, chip, or damage your stones. So you could brush this out, or if you inspect it and you're like, mm, that seems like it's got a, a lot of residue in it, then you put it back together, make sure the springs are good, and then you just use more white rice to clean it. I actually have included a video for you at the transcript, and it's from Paul um, with Mock Mill, and he's got his units set up there in the um, 
on a table and he kind of shows you because every time he cleans it he actually opens it up to see what's inside <laughs> he's very hands-on like that but you actually don't have to open it up at all just for you curious people who want to now you can see it's like super easy I've taken it apart and I'm putting it back together so set the top stone back on and screw the this back on which is the I don't know what you call it the top for the milling chamber maybe and there's a um, black or blue marker on here that they put on on the factory and that's your cue um, for where to position this so you tighten it as far as it can go and it usually goes to about five o'clock if this is noon and this is six here it goes to five o'clock you back it off to three and then there's this um, movable inner segment they call it that just spins around here do you see that okay that is where this gets screwed in and so all you do is locate it and put it with your mark so here's the blue mark that's on my mill that I put at three o'clock and I put the movable inner segment right at that position now it can be to the side or whatever but you know basically line it up there the reason being that it has to be exposed by this part of the mill so you need it you need it in here in order to be able to screw your setting lever back in Okay, so that's all put back together. Pop this back on, the tabs go at the back. Okay, and then screw this back in. Now, you remember I showed you how to readjust the coarseness, so we were actually, our 10 was 30. And then I opened the mill and I put it back to factory recommendations. So by me opening it, and putting it back together this way, I've actually reset it now, so it's at the scale of one to 10, okay? So that is how you can reset it, but you can also reverse the steps I showed you before to make it higher. You can just um, do those but backward to move it back down. What I end up doing when I set it coarser, by the way, you can set the mill finer too, going the opposite direction with your adjustment. What I end up doing is if I set it high, then I wanna put it back when I set it more coarse, like 20 or 30, and I want to put it back, sometimes I don't trust myself. Did I really set it back to 20 or 30? So I just open it, and I put it back based on what I see inside. <laughs> so that's how you can always check yourself and make sure um, that you've done it right. Very simple, isn't it? I mean, I just cleaned this mill with white rice, and you can do it 99% of the time, even if your stones are glazed without even opening it up. So it's amazing. It's a fantastic mill in the fact that it can grind nearly everything. But if you go a little too oily and you have glazing, run your rice through on coarse settings and clean it and then you can move on. So I hope I've shown you how easy it is plus how versatile it is. And so I wanna take a moment and, cause we just have a little bit of time left um, to tell you about the special that Mock Mill has put together for our readers. And so for a limited time, really through January 21st, you can save $20 on the Mock Mill 100 or $30 on the Mock Mill 200. The only difference between them is the grinding speed. So the Mock Mill 200 grinds faster. This is a 100. Um, so you can save $20 or $30. You also get free shipping in the US and you get a free Ancient Grains starter pack. Um, which is valued at $43.54. So you get einkorn, the ancient variety of wheat. You also get three um, gluten-free grains, millet, buckwheat, and teff, and a dehydrated sourdough starter from um, Breadtopia. So it's really cool that you can get these things for free with your mock mill. And the other thing you get from mock mill is two ebooks. It's the mock mill farm directory and grain milling guide. So basically all the operating of the mill, 
plus how to source really good quality ancient grains or organically grown um, sustainable farms that produce these kind of things that we like. They also have a mock mill recipe guide because, of course, when you're milling your own flour, you want to bake with it, right? <laughs> so some of our recipes are included in there. So that's what the mock mill package is, and you can get it at tradcookschool.com slash mock mill. And from me, if you go to tradcookschool.com slash mill bonus, all one word, I'll give you two of our ebook packages for free. It's a total value of $128, sourdough A to Z, and einkorn baking. And there are, actually there are more, more popular ebook packages. They come with some videos and you can get that free with your mock mill as well. By January 21st, you want to take advantage of, I hope you can, of the special offer on the mock mill. And you have, if you have any questions, let me know. Milling is one of our favorite things to do. Very, very favorite things to do. I love home grain milling and we've been baking with our own fresh ground flour for years. So over the, over the years, I've learned a lot about mill types and how to adjust your recipes for fresh ground flour, um, how to do gluten-free, how to make your own gluten-free blends from your own fresh milled flours, all kinds of things like that. And so I have put together a, an ebook for you that's completely free. It's the Home Grain Milling 101 ebook. So there's a link with this video or at askwardy.tv episode 119, you'll see a link to claim this absolutely free. Just enter your email and I will send it to you. And I think that's it. Simple and easy, right? So get out your mock mill. Um, if you've been afraid of it, you don't need to be. It's super easy to clean and adjust and it on demand gives you fresh flour for all your baking. I have lots of links to past Ask Wardy episodes where we've covered, or covered other things with fresh um, milled flour, so be sure to check those out too. The transcript and everything I've told you today is at askwardy.tv. Look for episode 119. Thank you all for being here. It's a great blessing to visit with you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining me today. Here's what to do next. Ask Wardy wouldn't be possible without your questions, so please keep them coming. If you're on Twitter, tweet me at tradcookschool with your question and use the hashtag askwardy. Or send an email to wardy at askwardy.tv. To get the show notes, links mentioned, video replay, or even to catch up on past episodes of Ask Wardy, go to askwardy.tv. To join the fun of the live video recording, be sure to follow me with the handle at tradcookschool on the Periscope app, or go to periscope.tv slash tradcookschool. We record live on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. That's 1 p.m. Eastern. And finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the Podcasts app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Ask Wardy while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop or laptop, go to tradcookschool.com slash awitunes right in your browser. And while you're there, please leave a rating or review. I love to read your comments, and your feedback makes it much more likely that others who are interested in traditional cooking will find Ask Wardy too. Thanks so much. God bless you, and I'll see you next week.